Michael Perizetti for RadioCasbah.com. <clears throat> Introduce yourselves, the name of the band, and we'll, we'll go on from there. Hey guys, my name is Caroline Stewart. I'm the lead singer of the band in The Next Life. Uh, my name is Johannes McDonald. No, my name is John McDonald. I'm the bassist for In The Next Life. I'm Flavius Vasile, also known as V, for the band ITML Drummer. And I'm Charles, and I play the six-string thing. How did, how did the band start? By accident. Charles is the dad, so he's the happy. He's the one that made how this happy little accident. How come you were showing my little league games, dad? Uh, you didn't no, show my ballet practice. You're illegitimate. That's fucked up, dad. Yeah. No, but you're not my up. real mom. Yeah, shut the fuck up, mom. You're not my real dad. Shut up, mom. You're not my real dad. No, but yeah, so this, this this group started by accident. Um. Like, I didn't even, I, none of us are, like, the original people of this group. <laughs> really? None Shockingly of us. yes. <laughs> none of us. I mean, <laughs> when, when you, you? Nope. <laughs> it, it, it's funny, because... But it definitely um, flourished. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely took the right direction. I, I came up with the name. Um, this group started with uh, this guy, Carlos... <laughs> And who's playing bass? Uh, this other guitarist that was a real slacker, and they needed a drummer. And so uh, me and Carlos used to work together, and he was like, "Hey man, you wanna uh, start jamming? You wanna play drums?" I'm like, "Sure," you know. So then we had um, this other uh, bass player come in named Kevin, and then. Um, Carlos switched the guitar and then the other guitarist dipped so I was like hey you know I know this this uh, guitarist I mean this drummer named uh, Q I was like why don't we call him and then I'll switch the guitar so it was like alright so we did that and then it was the four of us and we are like alright we started fucking around with demos and then I was like hey you know I know this singer named Alexis so we brought this chick in, and she uh, was pretty good. And then we started recording uh, an album, and we got like 15 songs together. Then all of a sudden, everybody quit. And it was like, wow, okay, what happened here? <laughs> uh, the vocalist quit, Carlos, the other guitarist quit, uh, Kevin Kevin and me had a fight because he wanted to replace Alexis with himself as singing. And we were like, look, this, that ain't going to work. So everyone walked out except me and the drummer. So we were like, all right, well, um, let's start recording a new album because we can't use anything from the previous record because we didn't write anything. <laughs> so we were like, all right, fuck it. So... We started writing uh, Karma, and then we were desperately seeking a singer uh, and bass player, and uh, a couple of really good bassists came and went, because they were like really, really bad alcoholics and stuff like this, and they had really bad tempers when they started drinking a lot. So we were like, you know what, you gotta go. And um, and Q was like, oh, you know what, why don't I get my uh, singer from my old band to show up and let's see if she likes what we're doing. So Caroline walks in and we um, started jamming and it clicked instantly. So, um, so that the three of us started moving forward. We finished Karma. So from the minute we finished Karma, Johnny walks in the door. And we were like, fuck, man. <laughs> we were like, we just finished mixing, mastering, and everything. And then he walks in the fucking door. And we were like, fucking hell. You know what I mean? Nothing we could do now. You know what I mean? If he showed up like two weeks earlier, we could have replaced actually, all the bass lines with him. It's actually interesting because 
I was out of a job at the time. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was surfing Craigslist like most people do when they don't have a job. And uh, he expected this to be I, a paying gig. I was like, <laughs> you know, I've been looking for jobs. I've been playing for a couple of years now. Why don't I put my playing to use? And then I'm like. I'll look up music gigs, and they were like, and I'm like, you know, I'll pick a random one out of these. So wait, we were. I never a... told you guys this. Yeah, yeah, wait, no, wait, what? Like, yeah. I will pick a random. Oh I'll pick a random ad out of this. Get the fuck out of wow. here, bro! And I was like, hey, look at this, and then I I got in contact with with Chols here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember getting get a text message. Are you shitting me? That's so funny. I remember getting the text message we're, we're from John. Like dominantly your first choice. Yeah, I, no, I can't lie. I was um, surfing through a couple, mm-hmm. and there were a couple that like I couldn't, I could not lie. Thinking back, I probably wouldn't have been qualified for. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was one that was even paid. Nice. But I was like, shit, I wouldn't. You know, <laughs> shit, I'll do it. Nah, shit. I, I looked at you guys. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give this guy a call. Yeah, I remember getting the message on my phone. Like, it was like we were doing something. I think we were just packing up from rehearsal, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I get a message, like... and it's like, hey man, you still need a bass player. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at this oh shit. I'm like, is this guy serious? You know? And I was like, all right. I was like, yeah, we do. Um, what's good? And he's like, well, you wanna, you want me to come down? I'm like, all right, yeah, show up tomorrow. So he he comes in. So, mind you. <laughs> I see, I see Q walking Basically. in and I'm literally about to walk in and be like, some Jamaican guy just walked in in front of me. <laughs> and it turns out he was walking into the same room I was walking into. But the funny like, oh. thing is, I'm sitting, I missed my little, I miss a freaking oh, yeah, studio in Williamsburg, bro. At the time, I think that was a good bass player in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, that was funny, yeah. But I'm you, sitting on the couch. Ca- there's like this huge high rise couch, and I think you were sitting somewhere. Like I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And Q's just looking lie. in, I like, really I really, I mean, yeah. okay. Backstory to that, and how I came into the band, and how I met Q. Um, pretty much, I've been singing my whole life. Um, I was in the band um, with Q, went with Q called uh, "Subject of the Question." I was again the singer. I. Joined the band with Char with Charles Jesus fucking Christ um, <laughs> with um, my older brother Karasu and um, Hugh's uh, girlfriend Michelle. So we were all the bands. And funny story, that's how me and Charles met because he was with another band called A Beauty and Madness. Madness. So there's the whole six degrees thing. Yeah. So right. okay. So we were in so. Pretty much me in my 20s singing with all these bands at the venues. And mind you, I'm 32. And I... That's saying something. But... I know it doesn't say a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Two people that met in the music scene and two random guys from Craigslist. Yeah. Shockingly. You're right. That's that's how V came in. V was the last of the Mohicans. And he was our first choice. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, V hit me up when, uh, when Q quit. Yeah, Q bailed on us right when we were recording the current record. Uh, As you hear four now. friends in a room with a gun. Oh, we went we went dark, bro. Yeah, oof, and we're gonna go darker with the next one. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, till you... we're gonna start some shit. <laughs> I really, I'm really like eager to get back upstairs and work on that new stuff. We yeah, no, we yeah, will. I we know, will in due time. It's yeah, just... Yeah, we, we... Due time? We it's got funny. all the time um, Karma, we'll have a whole Karma was like in the next life yeah, light. And then do we just do went time. a full 720 and uh, and came out with four friends. And that was like... It's practically like freaking black metal as compared to like the first record. Oh, more. <laughs> and and um, I'm telling you, the power of double pedaling. Yeah, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Seriously. And it's like the stuff that we're doing now, the really heavy shit we do now, it's like 
we took a chance on that and we were like, all right, either people are going to love this or they're going to fucking beat us the fuck down at every gig. They're going to hate us either one because we've, we've gone so extreme mm-hmm. from the first one. We definitely and, did. But obviously we did something right because because um, people are liking it and that's the shit that's getting the most airplay. Oh, yeah. People are still playing the first record, too. They discovered the first mm-hmm. record along with Four Friends, mm-hmm. and which was good. And um, we got a lot of airplay from the first one, mm-hmm. and that's great. Mm-hmm. And um, But mainly, it's the second record that's so far taken off for us. Yeah. And um, like I said, Q bailed right in the middle of um, Four Friends, and we had to have the producer... Who is an awesome studio drummer? Yeah. Play uh, the rest of the record, yeah. right? And um, that, and also we were like in between at the time two music videos. Yeah, yeah, that too. Two music videos. That's when we did um, these wolves eyes. That was our first one. Yeah, first one. And the second one we did was in the same place, ironically where we recorded, uh, was Goddess America. So we were in between two music videos yeah. oh, shit. and two yeah. albums. Yeah. So, and we're talking full lengths, as you've heard before. Like, they're full length albums. That's and, saying something. Yeah, and four friends with all the bonus tracks is like an hour and a half. <laughs> Crazy. So we're giving like, you like 90 minutes of us. Yeah, there's something like, I think, what, 19 tracks Tops. that we did for Four Friends? I mean, not, not including the bonus tracks, we got probably at least 16. 16, and then all the... Or 16, 15, 16 all or the bonus 15. Tracks. How long are the songs? Hmm? How long are the songs? Oh, man. The average? Like four minutes to, to, to eight, eight and a half minutes. Give or take. Yeah. But um, each one, which, shockingly enough, we... With Four Friends, the total dynamic between Karma and Four Friends with a Room and a Gun is with Karma, I just got in the band. Literally, just got in. You know, Q was like, listen, I need a singer. And next thing you know, I joined the band and I just clicked. Shut up. But, and that was through him on bass, him on guitar. Pretty much everything. All he needed was just a vocalist. So that was just straight raw, but people loved it. But four friends with a room and a gun, that was a complete I can't even say 360. I was a, I would say it's a goddamn 720. We did that album. 12 hours. Yep. 12 tracks. So each hour we did a track. Including the mixing and masterings. Yeah, we um, when we did the basic tracks, we went in for one day and just blasted through everything. Everything on that album is basically first takes, and one or two songs is like a second take, give or take. Yeah, and the um, the the thing that cost us the most time was the editing oh, because God. the whole record was done live. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, go. This is what we gave you. We gave you the raw shit. Oh yeah, no loop. And and what is it? The the funny thing is also is that we were gonna leave the record really raw with no background vocals, no harmonies, no nothing. It was gonna be like uh, far beyond driven, super dry, and just like you know, like a power drill. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. Believe it or not, Q actually convinced us to do all the vocal harmonies and um, and melody stuff. And we're like, you know what? Maybe that's a smart idea. And so that's why we like multi-layered a lot of vocals and we did three and four part harmonies and shit like that. And it turned out to be like um, the, the Metal Beatles record. You know what I mean? And it's like, holy shit, you know what I mean? It, it, Q's a good songwriter, too, really which is, is a shame. And it's like, like I said, his ideas for, can, you know, he pressed us hard to do the harmony and, um... Like, he, 
vocal shit like that and some other junk too. And we're like, you know what? That's that's he's right. You know, he was right, and it worked. He really did. And, and, and then and then he quits. <laughs> and then he quits. Yeah, but so and then you know as we're finishing up everything, we're like, we got to put out. Um, feelers for a drummer and we used that stuff and some of the old shit and we just made like a little audition tape demo yeah and, and pushed it obviously in the world wide web and we had a couple hits and misses obviously but then we had V that came through and you know I'm obviously looking at this guy like who the fuck is this guy my New Yorker came out like who the fuck is this guy here <laughs> right <laughs> but um <laughs> I came, I came around because uh, I was actually searching for a band myself. Um, remind you, I was working with a producer before I came into the band. And me and that guy, the other producer, was trying to start a band ourselves, but it didn't work out uh, for the past two, three months. Um, that being said, I went on a Google search. I said, let me go to Musician Classifieds, Band Mix, uh, what have you. And I came across an ad, I think it was a Musician Classifieds. I forgot the name of the website specifically. We pitched it so many. <laughs> but um, the first one off the top of the list, I looked at the artwork. Um, I looked at their albums. I was listening to a few of the tracks. And I was like, you know, I like this. Now let me check these guys out, see what they're all about. And I called up, uh, I don't know who I spoke to, even Charles. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Charles. It was Charles. And I said, you know, I want to come by, you know, for a rehearsal with you guys, see how you guys, you know, rock out with me, vice versa. And I think it was, you know, the first shot, mm -hmm. second, third, that we uh, we went to the other studio. Yeah. Uh, sweatshot of Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where I first met the band. And it was a pretty, we had a pretty good uh, rehearsal. Yeah, it was we had a good time. Definitely did. Yeah. And then we hung out afterwards and like shot the shit for a, like yeah. an hour or two. Give or yeah, take. Just like hanging out outside talking. Yeah, but definitely. What really shocked me was, you know, despite the fact you know how he looks, but every single one of us, like with John, you know, hence why I always say with us, looks can be very deceiving. Like, you know, I look like a basic standard tomboyish kind of a chick, which I am, but I mean, I, I know how to put on a fucking dress, but <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I look like one of you, you know what I mean? I'm like, almost like the typical average Joe, blue collar kind of a person, but the minute I get on stage, you fucking are like, holy shit, same with John. Like with John, you know, he's like, I ain't got your typical stoner or whatever, but... He's a cool guy, but he's like, holy shit, he's a fucking beast on the base. And then you got V over here, you know, look the way he looks, no clean cut, no dirt on his fingernails. You never knew that he was Charles, fucking... forget about him. Jesus But I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, you know. Just to, just to sum it all up, you know, I, you know, for my, 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 uh, my personal opinion you know, about you know from artists and that's all the musicians you know it's not exterior it's what's interior always you know um yeah the experience you know your artistry shows up you know resonates with everybody in the band you know how you play uh, I mean, you know how you express there's one thing i could say like i've never i've never regretted coming here because like it, it helped you flourish as a musician as well oh yeah it really helped you flourish as a musician especially this guy, like, no, he plays, <laughs> plays like, every instrument. And, you that know, and also, you know. Could, could, could sing as well if you need be. <laughs> not as Carol. Oh, no, definitely not. No yeah. way. Oh, stop it. Charles is the best. He's a better singer than I am. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, no, but like. I'm like, um, I can carry a note in the bag. It's no. helping you flourish. <laughs> no, but like, like. Working with these guys will help you flourish. No, but like, fun fact, he's the youngest of them all, and he's... I am 25. He's the youngest, and yep. he's a fucking beast on the base. Oh, you know? no lie about that. And, no lie. You know, and getting better. You and know get, I mean? getting better by the fucking minute, you know. I feel like I don't say it enough, but I'm definitely you know, when I was that. when I was yeah. in my, you know, when I started out my mid-20s, I started, you know, drumming at the age of 12, and... I kind of, you know, hung out with it through high school, college, kind of on and off, and then I thought about it professionally. You know, once I kind of got out of college, you know, finished up all my studies, and I was working off, you know, off the book jobs, stuff like that. And I kind of, like, I said, you know what, maybe I can, you know, 
make some, you know, some cash and I'm going on with this, you know, because I started, you know, really looking into, looking into the music industry. But, you know, I was told by a lot of people, like, listen, you know, you don't know what you're something getting yourself into. Uh, it's always there's going to be ups and downs in it. It's not going to be permanent. Blah, blah, blah. And, it's always know, that the time being, I am, you know, working full-time, you know, working full-time right now, you know, supporting myself and the finances, family. Uh, that being said, you know, like I said, when I linked up, you know, with Charlie, you know, and the rest of the guys doing I said something said this is it stick with it evolve with it you know put, put your effort into it and you know I learned you know, I learned from other drummers you know great drummers you know Buddy Rich you know people I used to watch on, on YouTube you know all the jazz greats I learned from you know all the metal greats you know from back in the day Kiss Megadeth you name it um, it goes the list goes on and I you know I got the I got that uh, what do you what's the word um uh, God, I'm drawing a blank here. What's the word out there? You you get the from another musician influence. Influence. Yeah, I got the influences from watching them play. And to be honest with you, I started learning double pedal. My first band that came came to mind uh, with their music video back in the day was Mudvayne. Oh, the video yeah. Dig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. always that video. And yeah. that mesmerized me. And as a kid, I was like, you know, I have to learn, you know, double bass pedal if I want to play aggressive. Well, the drummer for my favorite band died recently. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Neil, Neil Peart. Yeah. yeah. Rest that, in peace. That rip those. Yeah. I, I didn't know how you felt. I that, like though. idolized those three guys. Johnny was in his room my, crying and masturbating. I don't know about as that. Yeah, close to the As far as music, like I really idolized those three. So like it was really sad to see that he died. Yeah, no doubt. No. Yeah, no, nah, he was a he was a really good, was uh, really, really, really good drummer because I watched a lot of his YouTube videos, live performances, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. That being said, you know I might have a whole family line on my family side, you know, a whole line of musicians from pianists to people playing saxophone, violin. So I get it from them, you know, and I learn from old school, new school, mix it in, and boom, yeah. you have a personal style. Earliest musical influences. Oh God! My earliest musical influence in in music. Well, uh, oh, shit, I can go back to the 1920s, 1930s. I listened to like you know old old stuff, you know, from time to time. But um, I would say most of my you know roots in you know alternative rock. I have to say, I might have to go with the band Megadeth. I might have to go with the band Sticks. Um, oh, I love Sticks. Sticks, yeah, it's a shit. Um, mm-hmm. Who else was it? You had back in the day, seventies, eighties, pretty much. Those those eras. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, my earliest that I can remember that probably geared me toward this direction of being a musician was probably Doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doors are good too. But like you know. It was one of those bands for me that were, they were a lot cooler when I was younger. Yeah. I still liked them, but like, it was, it was one of those, it was a phase. But like, you know, ones that did stick with me from those days, uh, I really love Jethro Tull. Like, I can't give them enough praise. Rush, I can't give enough praise. Yes, I can't give enough praise. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh... Like there were there were a couple bands that like I really 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 loved them. God, the two cancers. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We're last. Oh my god. Um. Hence why my tag name on social media is called Goddess of Music '87 because <laughs> I listen to every fucking thing. Um. Yeah, that's the origin of my tag name. But. Um, we're talking about, thank God for my dad who was a disc jockey in the college years. He was, the plaque is in my childhood home somewhere. He was wrong, discotizer Stewart. No, man. (laughs) So he was a disc jockey and that's where I pretty much get my musical influences from. And you're talking to someone who's an 80s baby, 90s kid. Yeah. So... I mean, being a New Yorker, 
you know, you was that kid with the illegal cable box, um, and so you get all the channels. So I was blessed with, you know, BET, VH1, MTV. Oh yeah, yeah. Video music box. That was my shit. That was my shit, and I was blessed with the holy. Remember the band band '68? Yeah. What was the band back in the early '90s that grew up as a kid? Space Hawk. Oh shit! Oh my god! No, mine was thanks to Video Music Box, uh, the Presidents of the United States of America. That one. Oh yeah, I remember them. Yeah. For, no, but <laughs> for myself, um, the French music that I ever heard was country music and hip hop. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what rock music was at all. Um, I had never heard it before. And uh, my mom just always listened to country. And my friends in the neighborhood, uh, we had to run DMC, Bismarcky, uh, DJ Red Alert, uh, Hot 97. Wow. Um, Really? You know, I've heard that name in ages. All this shit. Ugh. And, like, the first time I actually turned on the radio myself and started spinning through the channels, I hit, like, C100, and all of a sudden I heard... Quiet Riot. I looked at my radio and my yeah. blood turned cold. I was like, oh my god, what's that? Bang your head. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, what's that? And then <laughs> all of a sudden, then Def Leppard came on and with um, Pyromania. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Rat came on with yeah. round and round, and then Motley Crue, girls, girls, girls. I was like, "Holy shit, what's this?" And I cranked that shit up, and I was like, "Oh my god, look yeah. at her butt!" <laughs> Let me tell you, I started, you know, watching U sixty eight and the box and all these videos. We're on U68. God, I miss those channels. And I Actually, sat there. Oh, works. and then Twisted Sister. Mm-hmm. And, and with the um, makeup and yeah, all that. Yeah, the whole makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shoot. Excuse me. And um, what is it? Then what else? Bon Jovi. You know, that ominous bass line came out of nowhere, and it's just like, holy shit. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. Oh my god. And Slippery When Wet was the fucking bomb. And all those groups that I just mentioned, I bought all their audio tapes, and then I started going to the store like every week or two buying new audio tape and looking at all the album covers. That's how I discovered Megadeth and early Metallica. Everything else sucks. Um, uh. And then uh, Iron Maiden. And yep. mm. then, you know, I started branching out to like more country music. And then I started hearing Run DMC and then Aerosmith. And then it just went crazy from there. I started, um, you know, listening to all these other. Um, what is it? All these other groups that I discovered. And it was, yeah, just a whole turning point for me away from um, all the hip-hop and country music that I was listening to. But that just added to everything. And then then I discovered jazz. And then I discovered blues. And then I discovered B.B. King, Wes Montgomery. Um, what, uh, what's his freaking name? Uh, the album Chase the Train. Oh, yeah. Um, the God of the... Coltrane. Yeah. Coltrane. And then Journey. And then, uh, you know, with the big band stuff. And everything just went crazy for me there. I was like, oh my God. And then I heard Black Sabbath. And then the shit hit the fan when I heard Black Sabbath. I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I I bought every Sabbath album from then on in. I was like, oh my God. Down tuning all the way. Forget about it. C sharp is the way. And then um, I discovered Diamond Head, then Angel Witch, then 
um, all these British um, stoner bands, and I was just like, "That's it." What's that band yeah, from uh, from England? Like a Judas Priest. Judas oh, Priest, yeah. yeah. Priest. They're really wow. Good. Big influence too. Um, yep. Yeah, pretty much all the bands you know, in the 70s and 80s, you know, going on. I actually still watch it to this day. You may not be a YouTuber, but I want to listen to like an old, old track that I got in my head. Listen, I want to listen to, you know, Molly Crew. I want to listen to yeah. you know, something back in the day. Cause yeah, like me. Basically, I would say, I'm just going to call right out and say it. When it comes to the peak of music, I mean, all decades are beautiful. You know, even from the 1800s, I still listen mm. to. Yeah. But... It's just something about that warm, fuzzy feeling about the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. Even, dare I say, the 2000s was even pretty decent. No. To an extent. 2000s was horrible. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the 2000s a couple, a couple up to 2007. Days. Yeah, a couple of days. Maybe 2008. No. That's when it just... Yeah. The 2000s was bad. No, the 2000s in small doses... The late 90s and... Up to the mid 2000s was bad. Wouldn't it depend on the band? <laughs> Depending on the band and genre. But nevertheless, I've listened to everything. I mean, I was pretty much that kid listening to Tina Turner blasting oh, yeah. the album of What's Love Got to Do with It. Aretha Franklin, I, Whitney, Houston. Whitney Houston. And um, I'd done my research, obviously, Sister Rosetta Thorpe. Oh. Wow. Um, you know, for me as a black woman, it's called. Yeah, um, I can literally sing southern. I can sing all these things, almost to the point of opera. And if you hear me on stage, it's like holy shit. But I don't really have any a lot of alternative influences within the melanin community. So, where do you go? Thank God for Afropunk, huh? Yeah. But uh. You know, minus the whole selling out bullshit. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but nevertheless, um, I've gotten influences. Thanks to my being the tomboyish that I am, I blame my father, love you, Dad, um, for getting me into wrestling, which obviously my favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, yeah. So you hear the glass breakers. Of course I'm going to like that. Of course. So I'm like, oh, what's that? I gotta listen to some other tracks. And then, of course, you know, with WWF, fuck you guys. I like, let's be honest, it's gonna be, I'm gonna have a whole another topic about wrestling. But, you know, you hear all these wrestlers and their theme songs, you're like, okay, I'm getting my research here. This one does Kill Switch Engage. This one does, you know, this other guy, this, you know, whichever. But with a combination of that, my older brother. You know, was listening to bands like Nine Inch Nails, Slipknot, Prodigy, you know, your standards. And, you know, obviously a Rage Against the Machine. So, yeah, pretty much those two guys got me interested into heavier metal music. And within that, thanks to Aeon of Ether, I've only been growling for about six years now with to listen to... Um, Karma and Four Friends with a Room and a Gun with a Gun, it's literally apples and oranges with my vocals. Like you hear it a little bit within within Karma, but when you hear Four Friends with a Room and a Gun, you know, minus the whole like if you just strip it down, not the whole like theatrics and everything else in between, you can hear the change. And not just through Charles the guitarist, not just through at the time Quentin on drums and John on bass but also me you know not you know not me the vocalist you're like holy shit you guys evolved and that's a good thing for all of us so but earliest musical memory oh god um (laughs) oh man Okay, um, I'll take the reins for this one. Um, earliest musical memory. I started officially singing at like five years old. And obviously I was killing talent shows, acing them like nothing. While 
being the good girl in school or getting all my grades, but talent shows were my bitch. <laughs> I owned it. Um, you know, effortlessly. But I was the... Oh. I'm sorry. No, but like, I would say about five... I've been exposed to everything, so... And I blame Disney. <laughs> okay, so... As Christina Aguilera. Far, as far as playing bass... Uh, I was a late bloomer. Really? I started at 21. Wow. Really? 21, Damn. maybe 20. Look at that shit. Before you even uh, touched a beer? So... Legally? It all started because I met this kid Rudy at Blackthorn 51 back when I used to go there. <laughs> and he happened to um, be a musician and I started hanging out with him. And one day we're sitting there in his house and he's like, here, play this. And he puts a bass in my lap and I'm looking at him like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with this thing? What the fuck do I do? Just what is this fucking thing? Know. It has four strings. It what started, fuck am I gonna do four straight? It started from there, and you know, at the time I wasn't working, so I used to just go to a guitar center every day, and I would spend the entire day there. <laughs> Strumming away. Just I would spend the entire day at guitar center. They, they used to have to tell me it was closing time. <laughs> closing time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, like I, but that's how I. You ain't gotta go home, but that's you can't how stay I here. first. That's how I first started Fuck getting that. my chops was uh, going to Guitar Center every day, Jesus. and just you know, but like I would literally go there every day. <laughs> like it would not be a day where I wasn't there. And, uh, you know, eventually crazy. I bought a bass and. I started learning songs, and I uh, Interesting started ones just fucking around with the, you know, fretboard and stuff, and, you know, I got to where I am. Yep. Earliest. Earliest so. musical memory. Earliest musical memory. Hmm. Let me see. <sighs> let me see. Let me see. Yeah, I had to think my damn self. All right. Um... My mom bought me this Synsonics guitar from Sears. It cost about 50 bucks. And I started looking through the book that came with it. And I, I had no help at first with, with this shit. So I had this piece of shit amp, piece of shit guitar. And I started playing, like, just making noise. And... Then I was like, all right, I'm really not making any headway with this guitar. So I happen to go outside, and then all of a sudden I hear this singing, guitar playing, and drumming coming from across the street. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, this is definitely something else. This, this, had, this is a coincidence. So I go across the street, and... Um, there was this guy named Alex, and I forgot the drummer's name, but I, was, I came in the yard, and I was uh, watching them. They had a shed that uh, they were playing in, and they saw me, like, looking in the yard. They're like, hey, what's up? Come in. I'm like, all right, you know? They're like, hey, man, our bass player didn't show up today. You want to play bass? <laughs> I was like... Dude, I don't know how to fucking play bass. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. He's like, look, look, we'll teach you, we'll teach you. I was like, okay. So they gave me this this Fender bass and strapped it on me. And they stuck a microphone in front of me. And I'm like, you want me to sing too? Yeah, like, yeah, do background vocals. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? I can't even play bass. What the fuck? Like, what do you want from me? He's like, look. We'll teach you what to do. Just do it. I'm like, all uh, right. They were like, <laughs> I was like, so all right, bad. so what, what are we going to play? And they're like, we're going to play you 2 still haven't found what I'm looking for. They were like, it's three notes. I'm like, okay. Um, like, 
where where are these three notes? And he's like, look, hold the bass like this, put your finger on A, which is five, and then three, and then one, and then go back to three, and then five. He goes, just do this the entire song. And you're good. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, sure, no problem. So they start, they're like, one, two, three, four. And I'm like, you know, playing these three notes back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, wow, this is really fucking cool. I'm actually playing a real song. And so, you know, I'm just playing these three notes. And um, they're like, yeah, that was really good, actually. You know, your timing is good. I'm like, it is? (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I was like, they're like, why don't you take the bass home with you? We know you live across the street. You ain't that far. Take the bass home with you and start messing around with the bass. I'm like, all right. So I plugged it into the amp, and I'm, you know, just playing along just on the top string. I can relate to your stories. Because I'm like, all right, this is cool. I like bass. All right, this this I could do. I, I like this, you know? I'm, and they taught me how to play for real, these guys. The, the guitarist singer was Alex, uh, this Indian dude. And... Um, what is it? He was a ripping player. So he was teaching me chords, he was teaching me scales, he was teaching me this shit. So I started, you know, playing along with him and stuff. And, you know, I started, I played bass for many years because, you know, that's what I enjoyed doing. Um, I got shoved on guitar by necessity. Uh, many years later, like yeah, around 17, <laughs> about 17 years later, <laughs> I started playing time. guitar. Um, what is it? Because of my old, one of my old bands, Dead Emotion. Um, I was originally the bass player, and we kept losing guitarists and stuff like this. Because I was playing, I knew I played guitar too, and I started, um, I was writing songs, writing songs. And these guitarists, they didn't know the chords, they didn't know scales, they didn't know modes. I knew all this shit, and I'm like, damn, these guys can't keep up with me. I'm like, fuck, you know, there's a problem here. So, you know, the people I was working with, they were like, dude, we keep losing these fucking people. Why don't you just fucking play guitar and get it over with? I'm like, all right, fuck this. So I started playing guitar, and we found a bass player, like, boom, one, two, three. I'm like, holy shit, that was easy. And so this guy, uh, Jonathan, stuck around for a couple of years. And then we went on, you know, as a either four-piece or five-piece group for many years. And um, that was me playing guitar. And then we added another guitarist, and I was like, cool. So we started doing, like, two-part harmonies and stuff like this with guitars, like um, Def Leppard's um, uh, Hysteria. We started doing guitar um, harmonies and chord progressions like that. So we had completely different um, things going on all at the same time, constantly. So that's where I got all my orchestrational um, like experience from, is just constantly stacking uh, different guitar chords against each other and then the bass stuff right around that in, in the middle of that and keeping it away from the guitars so everyone has a separate part and um, then you know learning how to balance the bass and drums together with um, what is it uh, what is it against the guitars and the um, vocals and uh, that was like my whole foray into that shit so um, yeah that was like my that stories were relatable in one way which way uh, Christmas when I was 14 my dad bought me this black 
It was a black acoustic. I forget what brand it was, but it was a black acoustic guitar. Because I had wanted one for Christmas. And after playing guitar for a while, I was just like, nah, I can't. <laughs> Not for you. But then years later, I got handed a bass, and, you know, here I am today. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, man. You know, you got to go with your heart. Next. Yeah. So, you know, first, you know, first uh, musical, uh, to answer your question, I, I've actually, you know, I heard a lot of, you know, when I was in high school, I heard a lot of people, you know, kind of like, uh, what was the thing back in the high school days, people banging on the tables. Oh, yeah, making beats on the tables. Yeah, and, you know, listening to stuff on the radio, you know, Z100, KTU, Hot 97. Oh, God. And God. it didn't come to me until I picked up the habit. I actually started off, um, before I even got my first drum set, this is when I was 12, um, I took two metal rods and I put in uh, two rubber, rubberized grommets on, on the handles because at the time I didn't have drumsticks. Oh. This is my, like, my first time experiment, you know, ex- experimenting and doing rolls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I used a little chair, metal chair without any uh, insulated material on top of it. It was just, you know, plain old metal. And I kind of like bang away, you know, uh, testing my chops out to see where I can go with this next thing you know. I went to uh, Sam Ash of uh, downtown, which is no longer on 49th Street downtown. It used to be over there. Now they're on 34th Street, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 34th uh, between uh, 8th and 9th. And I got my first practice pad. Once I had my first practice pad, I started, you know, practicing, you know, listening to, you know, like a lot of the jazz grades, a lot of the, you know, newbies, um, bands from the 2000s, bands from the early 90s, mid 90s. And I've been practicing, practicing, and then we decided to say, okay, to bring you know your first acoustic drum set, and also from you know the same same spot. So I bought a used kit, five piece kit, first line of you know professional cymbals, everything. Um, pretty dope, you know, for a newbie. Um, I wasn't expecting to get a professional line of you know name brand equipment. Later on, I'm like, holy shit, I'm holding a five piece drum set that's worth a lot of money now. Um, but then again, now that I'm kind of like backtracking, you know, the music that I was listening to, and now I'm mostly listening to like the old school stuff that has more uh, harmonious tunes, you know, tunes that you can, that don't die, pretty much. They just, it's an everlasting, you know, uh, sound that you can still hear. I kind of like listen to more of that than most of the new stuff nowadays with more, uh, we call it new metal. And, uh, now I have an electronic set because, you know, people have been complaining about my drumming in my apartment at the time when I was a kid growing up, you know, because of the noise and, you know, it's acoustics and sound travels and shit like that, but I didn't give a fuck, you know, I just listened to, you know, who I liked, had a good time. Um, I was still a kid at the time, I wasn't thinking about anything professionally at, 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 that, at that hour, but as soon as I came out of college, that's when I decided to take a step further when I got my first electronic kit. Um, from Florida in 07 and before actually before I got into music um, I, I was working in I was working as a I was an order tech for, for a hot minute I was working in order repair a technician for a hot minute for a couple of years um, ever since I came out of high school I went to Apex decided to learn you know learn the trade and I went down to Florida in 2007 to apply for a job down there and the next thing you know I went to a music shop so let's see what they got over here in the state of Florida. So I got my first electronic drum set, and I stayed at a family friend's house at the time I was there for three months. And you know I've been practicing with the you know some of the equipment I got from over there in the garage. I took it back to New York, moved back to New York in same year, three months afterwards. Things didn't work out. And from ever since, I've been just you know I've just been working on my you know my skills, you know getting my drumming you know a lot better. Hand positioning, you know, foot technique, this and that, because there's tons and tons of videos on YouTube, you know, describing how to work on your uh, your drum technique and all that stuff. You get too technical into that. Um, but I learned, you know, from a lot of the greats, you know, promoting their companies, you know, Zojin, Pearl, Tama, Yamaha, uh, Sonar, you name it. Mapex. Mapex. Which I don't even know, I didn't think they exist anymore, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're still kicking. Um, you know, a lot of the big companies now I'm following on social media. I'm looking at, you know, everyday new products. I'm learning something new. I'm always learning something, innovation. 
you know, uh, new product that came out and make, you know, my life has jumped a whole lot easier. I have products from back from 20 years ago, I still use today, that it's, it's outstanding quality. Like I even have products that were from, you know, 20 years ago when I first started out that kind of like, you know, breaking apart. So, it's always about craftsmanship though. You know, it's all about, yeah, it's all about quality and craftsmanship. So that's why I kind of learned over the years uh, and with expertise and people, you know, telling me, okay, this is this stuff will last you, you know, a certain amount of time if you're a serious musician and stuff like that. But, the same with microphones, bro. You know, like every other product in the other music world, you know, there's it's quality and then there's crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to say except that. Um, as far as, you know, music, you know, concerts and stuff like that, live events, I've been, you know, I've been to all around Randall's Island, you know, Central Park. Uh, I've been to the Montreal Jazz Fest, which is pretty interesting. I've been over to a couple of the Jazz Fests, and it was really a nice experience. Uh, one of those live fests that they have up there, because uh, I have family up in Montreal, so definitely, definitely a nice experience. What's next, album-wise and concert-wise? Mm. Ooh. I really, I really want to get into the recording studio. Oh yeah, that's, no, that's, that's what we've yeah, that's, got. we're working on. It. We have we have so much new material. We it's like for, out of control. We're forever <laughs> working. I, I could be like, listen, guys, I can't make it tonight, but they they could be like, well, you know, we got Charles's place. We can all go to Charles's house and yeah, jam too. for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, whether something happens because you know it's life, shit happens. We're always working. We're always communicating with each other. And yep. whatever new ideas, you know, whatever new ideas, with. we have like five different chat groups. Right. Thanks have, to the power of technology. Oh yeah, we have one call a whole lot easier. Oh yeah, one call riffs, and we, we have one whatever new ideas. Merchant, you know, we make a video or some audio. Marketing ideas, throw it, right? Or marketing ideas, we throw it into the riffs chat and keep it away from our usual sharing chit chat chat. Oh. You know what I mean? So and we had like, like all of that. Um, you know, thanks with everybody's help, you know, we've been playing with legit booking companies like Sound the Groove, um, which, by the way, which um, shout out to, I'm probably going to say this wrong, um, FTD Entertainment uh, for getting us on. Um, uh, God, we're talking about like. We actually, uh, we actually got the email. Was it from the Mike Bone directly? Yeah, oh, from, yeah. The, from the depths. Yeah, from yeah. the depths. Depth entertainment. Yeah. And then the other lady we were working with as well as a PR company. Yeah, yeah, Whiplash Marketing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're really they, good. They did us a whole lot of good. Uh, we got a lot of notoriety with these, and you know, right now we're working on new songs. Uh, we have a lot of new songs. We were working with at least 20 <laughs> We different, always have different, different ideas. Always. And then we're going to record uh, a bunch of our songs acoustically. And then we're going to do some cover tunes as well. Yeah. And we're just going to do the same thing as we did last time. Run into the studio with our friend uh, Thomas. Yeah. From, uh, what's his band called? The band again? Unbroken. The Unbroken. They're really good. Check them yeah. out. And nice guys. Um he has a studio in Brooklyn, and we're gonna do the same shit. One, two, three, four, go. Yeah, we and have like a solid system too. Oh yeah, the, the madness is real, but you know yeah. we practice really, really, really hard on getting everything done the first time and doing it right, and you know being tight as a unit. See, you know, I was just we were just talking about this about uh, we've been been contemplated, you know. Cook. A couple of past gigs that we did, and one of the things came about was you know work ethic, and that's what I wanted to bring across. You know that's that's a big thing because you know your work ethic, how you keep yourself you know unity as one with other people. You know I work you know in a corporate environment you know during the daytime, so especially me reaching out to the, our label right now that we're with FTD Entertainment, I'm communicating with the guy via email. You know for my job. With them, you know, my wife, I'm not at the office, so I'm, you know, I'm outside, I'm communicating, you know, via cell phone, which is a luxury now. You know, you can check out your emails right on your phone. Um, that being said, it's it's just it's just the work ethic. I've been a hard physical guy since day number one. 
Yeah. You know, I just been a hard work from day to morning. I, you know, everybody can ask it every good week. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. We, we all we contribute all put, we really, all really well yeah, with all the, yeah. um, all the show promotion stuff. We all are there booking shows. We're all uh, getting these PR people. All of us are doing all this stuff and tossing it around to each other and, and dividing up the work. And the because number one it, thing, you know, one person can't do everything. That's just insane. Yep. That's, yeah. If and you're asking one person to do everything, you might as well just pack it in and quit because and you're going to yep. run that person down and basically kill the entire project if you let one person do all the work. And the number one thing, everybody contributed and everybody paid. Yep. Yeah. Like we're all, you know, we all right now, we all have work, hard working jobs, but you know, we're not starry-eyed with it. We all know the bullshit behind the curtain, so oh, yeah. to speak. Yep. You know, we're not starry-eyed, but we're damn sure hungry. Oh, absolutely. You know. We, I mean, you can tell even from the shows, you know what I mean? We put a, a thousand percent forward. It could be a free gig, whichever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like we always play for real. We don't do half-assed shows. Yeah. We Even if we don't feel all that great, we're still, you know, doing our damnedest to, mm-hmm. we could to, do, our, to do our best. You know? We could be sick as dogs. We'll still play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... I mean, common sense if, you, you know, I can't get out of bed. Yeah. Well, well, obviously, yeah. We're talking yeah. to the point of, I mean, the last gig I did at Lucky 13s, I already made the announcement, and I'm the most honest asshole you ever meet. I said, listen... Mm-hmm. I sound like shit and I look like shit, but I'm gonna give you the best damn show imaginable, and shockingly, I did. And she ripped yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, right. She ripped it up. Yeah, and I ripped it up in the trash book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was like, okay, guys, I got it. All right. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but yeah. But she gave it everything. You know, I can definitely give you her props. Everybody, you know, everybody in the band, you know, gives it a, a full undivided, you know, thousand percent. Um, like I said, you know, the last gig that we did at, you know, Gussie's in, mm-hmm. uh, in Queens. Yeah. The guy, one of the players, the guys, you know, that, you know, saw us play it. And we all, we got, really liked you guys. You know, we got, we definitely tell that you guys put a lot of work in us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally true. I mean, it pays off. You know? we, we take out ads. We do the reposting. We do the text messages. I, the, I even actually... Uh, did a little research. I said, you know what, uh, to get up our, you know, gain in, in this world. I said, let me find, you know, some sort of a protocol, you know, company that we can work with. And I've been going back and forth, you know, with Charles. I've been going back and you know, forth with Caroline to see which company, which marketing system that we can use for our advantage and at our best benefit. Yeah, and, I think. You know, price wise, I already got a ballpark. You know how much you know these companies charging for the services. And stuff like that, and I try to be the best best bank for the buck, as they say. Yep. But definitely, you know, we all, in in closing with it, we all know our shit, and we not only are the musicians, but we're the managers as well. So it's like, listen, you know, we can right. have that sleazy, you know, agent to be like, oh yeah, I think you guys are great. I'm like, yeah, listen, here's the deal. Um. Whatever we are making, we each want twenty five percent up front. Yeah. Plain and simple. Twenty five percent up front, which is equally which is the equivalent of a hundred percent or nothing at all. Yep. Last thoughts? Um uh, wow. Well, <laughs> well I'm I'm looking I'm looking to, you know, you know, do another, you know, coming up with this other album that mm-hmm. we got coming out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I cannot wait. Uh, right now so in the midst we're kinda you know gonna be working on more of our uh, uh, marketing, you know, for our, you know, fans, fan yeah. base, build a fan base up. Um, and that time being, you know, work on the music, like usual. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of laying low right now on gigs, as far as playing wise. Yeah, yeah, but um, we're, we're hibernating, but we're working as of right now. But um, please continue. Yeah, we're 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 plowing the fields. Basically. Yeah, you know, but, <laughs> we're plowing the fields right now. I could honestly say Sex for woman <laughs> Oh my god Working on a sex But Alright <laughs> def- No but definitely we're that, that was the The last exotica Oh my god <laughs> yes. We're definitely working yeah, On a sex farm to, Over there dude, Thanks to um, With me It's I got In the next life With these guys And then I have WTF Entertainment Which is a show That I host 
at, as well. So I have many, many plans with these guys. Um, there's going to be a lot of marketing. Um, we will be playing shows. There's no question about that. It's just right now we are yeah. focusing on you guys, the fans. Um, you know, we're going to cater to you a whole lot more in a whole new way. So Doing stuff like this, more you know, videos. More videos, interviews. Right. Um, right. Maybe some in the next one merchandise very soon. Yeah, we, we're working um, on it. We're, we're, getting we're, we're working on <laughs> yeah, it. We're and there. this is what people have to realize. ITNL condoms. <laughs> maybe birth control. But um, <laughs> but nevertheless, um, we're thinking about you guys. And more importantly, there will be new music. Well, there will be more shows without question. But right now, not only we're doing this as musicians, we're the managers, like I said before. We're doing this all on our own. So obviously stuff takes time, effort, yep. and cash. So yeah, no money, no band. That's for sure. We all got to so plow them fields. The only thing I can honestly <laughs> say as last thoughts is this is not a game. If you are, if you are completely 100% committed, you will... Blood, there, sweat, there, tears, you know, blood, sweat, you tears, and ba- and overdrafts. It, oh yeah, Woo. yeah, definitely overdrafts. You know, you're gonna, you could be overdraft to a dollar to the point of five hundred dollars. Oh, that was me. And was it's me. you got to learn your shit and everything else in between. So if you really are committed with it, you have to do your research and not be so starry-eyed about it. Yeah, you got to be business-minded. You got to, you got to keep your feet on the ground and just accept that there is a failure rate. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. Yeah. If you can't accept failure, you definitely can't accept success. But either way, definitely work That's hard. That's for sure. Definitely work hard with everything. Always going to be the same person, you know, from day, you know, day number one. Like, yeah. Okay, you know, if you get to that point, you know, we're going to be so high up here. No, it's going to be the same. Yeah. I'll still be that same chicken same in a Versace, in a Versace <laughs> dress eating a 20-piece chicken McNuggets. <laughs> talking to John like, yeah. 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 Let's go. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, that's, that's a great that's, idea. Let's, I would say let's play these wolves' eyes for Mike.